In 2022, New York adopted a law requiring the state put aside 30% of its land and inland waters for conservation by 2030, which was in keeping with a federal goal set in 2021. To discuss how to achieve this mandate and where we're at in the process, we're joined by Peter Bauer, Executive Director of Protect the Adirondacks, which estimates the state is already conserving about 20% of its land and water. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. So for starters, why is the 30% conservation goal important? It's important for a number of reasons. One, it's, uh, as you mentioned in your intro, this is New York State doing its share as part of a, a, a national goal set by President Biden. The national goal of protecting 30% has been a goal of advocates and many organizations for a number of years as trying to keep as much intact wild spaces together as we can for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, these intact ecosystems are one of our best hedges, one of our best ways to mitigate some of the the impacts coming our way from climate change. It follows on the the famous uh, ecologist E.O. E.O. Wilson, who wrote about the need to protect half of the earth. And he wrote and dedicated sort of the last decades of his life to getting that message out around the planet. If we could have half of the world as wild space and the other half as developed, he thought that might establish an equilibrium that would give us some hope in the future. So 30% is, is a modest step forward. But as you know, we tried to show in the report that we just put together, 20% in 2023, you know, an assessment of the 30 by 30 law just getting to 30% is going to be a monumental challenge for New York State. Well, yeah, the analysis that uh, Protect the Adirondacks worked on found that about 6.2 million acres of land and water are already protected in some way. How did we get to that point? Is it the result of a, a conscientious conservation effort, or are there just parts of New York that don't attract development? Is it something else? What's the combination? How did we get here? Well, I mean, we got to 20%, which is which is pretty impressive um, when when you add up all of the protected lands across the state. And you know, New York State as a state, you know, as a civil government has been in the land protection business for about 175 years. I mean, the first big efforts to protect land were down in the city with, of course, Central Park and Prospect Park. And, you know, there were these efforts started before the U.S. Civil War uh, in the 1850s. Uh, there were there were calls to protect the Adirondacks, uh, you know, right after the Civil War to create a central park for the world. And of course, you know, our, our public forest preserve was created in 1885. It became forever wild in 1894. There were half a dozen bond acts that were passed, uh, you know, in the 20th century that helped to expand the size of the forest preserve. Today, it's uh, 2.7 million acres when it started, 2.9 million acres when it started, uh, when it was initially formed and it was just the state uh, taking over lands uh, that had been clear cut and the, the taxes had stopped being paid. It was, it was under a million acres uh, of abandoned lands at that point. Uh, we built uh, you know, a pretty impressive state park system around the state. Uh, you know, from Niagara Falls to, to Bear Mountain, about 350,000 acres. We have uh, state forests, which are forests uh, outside of the forest preserve areas in the Adirondack Park and the Catskill Park. A lot of these came into public ownership as part of the Depression era 
land restoration efforts, the Civilian Conservation Corps, and a lot of these lands, about 700,000 acres came into state ownership during those years. There's also a lot of uh, municipal lands. A lot of upstate cities have parks. We have a big county forest program across the state. And then we have a lot of land trusts, you know, dozens and dozens of land trusts around the state that are protected, you know, several hundred thousand acres, either through conservation easements or ag land easements, or lands that they own in fee. And, uh, you know, many counties have land trusts that are very active and, and popularly supported across the state. And it's really through a combination of all of those different efforts that have been going on for a long time. New York has protected about 20% of its uh, of its land and inland waters. Well, when you think about the path forward to 30%, is it just about expanding on the initiatives that you just outlined? Or is the state going to have to change the approach to conservation? Is it going to have to take on new avenues and consider new types of property, for example? Well, as you know, we've laid out a series of recommendations in the report, which is on our website. Uh, one is, uh, we think first and foremost, uh, Governor Hochul should, should pull up a talkie. Uh, Governor Pataki protected over a million acres in uh, just under 10 years when uh, he was governor in his last two and a half terms, when he saw uh, how successful his first major acquisition was working with Mary Lou Whitney around Little Tupper Lake. Uh, He really doubled down and made land acquisition really a focus for his administration. And today, when the governor talks about his time as governor, his three terms as governor, the things he rattles off as his, his successes, protecting a million acres is always one of the top things that he says. So we think that over the next eight years, uh, the Hochul administration could focus on land protection. And that's using our traditional land protection uh, methods. We think there's lots of opportunity to expand the forest preserve in the Adirondacks uh, and the Catskills, but there's significant land that could come into the Forest Preserve and the Catskills. Conservation easements where the state has purchased over 800,000 acres of conservation easements. These are lands where uh, the, the forest management rights remain with the private landowners, but some of the recreation rights and the development rights are purchased by the state. We think there's a lot of opportunity, about 500,000 acres. Uh, throughout the North Country for for conservation easements that could be purchased by the state. Uh, There's been long lists of uh, expansion plans for some of the state parks around the state. We think we could focus on on expanding the state parks in key areas of the state and then working with the land trust community around the state to fill out the balance. But in the short run, we think the state, by Hochul doing what Pataki did, they could protect a million acres. But then to get to that, you know, to get to the 3 million acres plus that we need, we did an analysis of undeveloped land across the state. And there's about over 10 million acres of land that is either lightly developed or is is vacant land. And this is where we think the land protection agenda really dovetails with the climate mitigation agenda. We think there's a real opportunity to merge the 30-30 goals with the uh, the CLCPA, the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, and our Climate Action Plan. And we think there's an opportunity to try and build a 2 million acre program working with private landowners who want to permanently protect their land 
if their house is on it, fine, but they want to protect the 10 acres or 15 or 20 acres or 100 acres that they have, and they want to keep the trees on their property, you know, just growing bigger. And they want to, you know, invest in a carbon, long-term carbon storage forest management program that's going to just keep our trees as high forest canopy, let the trees on the property grow bigger and really rack up the carbon storage. We think that could be very important for the state meeting its uh, climate action goals as set forth in the CLCPA. So we think there's a real uh, opportunity to combine 30 by 30 with our climate action plan to really invest in helping landowners keep their land in open space, keep it undeveloped and keep their forests healthy. You began the conversation about the history of conservation in New York by talking about efforts in New York City. At this point in our state's history, are there conservation initiatives worth looking at in New York City, or is the focus primarily on the areas we've just been talking about? You know, environmental advocacy community has an agenda to protect land, you know, on Staten Island to protect land in the Bronx and Brooklyn. There's certainly opportunities to protect land. And, uh, you know, and we should be doing everything we can to, you know, to to have green space uh, in New York City and other cities across the state. But as far as trying to meet the goals of, of, of uh, you know, 30 by 30, we're going to need to go where the land is. And the undeveloped land is largely uh, north of New York City. Uh, but there's a considerable amount of undeveloped land on Long Island. There's a considerable amount in the lower Hudson Valley, really all through the state. Uh, there are opportunities for land conservation. And to reach the 30 by 30 goals, it's really going to be working with state government and local governments and the land trust communities and environmental organizations and institutions really from one end of the state to the other. The 2022 conservation law requires the state put together a plan by 2024. Is this a straightforward process or do you have suggestions on how the Hochul administration needs to approach this work so that it's done in a meaningful way? And by that, I I guess I'm throwing out the idea that they might try to use accounting practices that maybe environmentalists won't agree with or a definition of what counts as conservation that environmentalists might not agree on. Is that something that you're wary of or is this all a very straightforward process uh, that the DEC is undertaking? Yeah, I, d- I just want you to note, David, that that I'm shocked, shocked that you would uh, talk about, you know, a, a weird accounting practices in Albany. So uh, never, never have we seen such a thing. Yeah, uh, we, we are concerned. And, uh, you know, we look forward to the DEC report. Uh, the DEC is working with the Office of Parks. They're going to come out with this report that should be a blueprint about how the state's going to reach its uh, 30 by 30 goals. They, they could do things like say, well, all of the land inside the Adirondack Park, there's 6 million acres, that's all protected. Um, let's just add that 6 million acres to the tally. But, you know, the reality is that then you're talking about, you know, the Adirondack Northway and downtown Lake George and downtown Lake Placid and downtown Saranac Lake. Uh, we would not count those areas as permanently protected. So we, we are concerned about uh, some of the land scoring and accounting that could go into the state's analysis, which is why we wanted to get this report out there for what we think constitutes protection. We think protection in its essence is that land is permanently protected in wild open space uh, or in some type of active 
uh, open space use, whether that's um, some type of agriculture or forest management, but nevertheless, it's permanently protected as open space and is not going to be developed. So we wanted to get you know our vision out there for what constitutes protection. And then we also wanted to lay out a number of options for how the state could go about trying to put the uh, you know operations in place to reach uh, the goals of the 30 by 30 report. New York State, you know, the Cuomo administration uh, came in and they did not have an ambitious land acquisition record. That was not a top priority. The Hochul administration has not had a very ambitious land acquisition agenda. The Department of Environmental Conservation uh, has not had an ambitious land acquisition agenda compared to where the agency was uh, during the Pataki years. So we think the DEC has work to do to relearn and to operationalize how to really get into the land protection business in a very big and serious way in order to 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 meet the 30 by 30 goals, as does the Office of Parks, as does the legislature to work with land land trusts and uh, nonprofits around the state to help get them funds to protect land. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Peter Bauer. He's the executive director of Protect the Adirondacks, which put together a report on the state's effort to conserve 30% of its property by 2030. You can find that analysis at protectadks.org. Thank you so much for making the time, Peter. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.